Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Sunday evening. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo uh, over in uh, Tupelo, it would be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Schlater. Schlater, not Slater, but Schlater. Well, you know, I don't know for sure. It's, it's in Lafleur County. It's spelled C A C S C H at later. Schlater. Schlater. Feels like there should be a sh on there, right? See a Schlater. Yeah, yeah. That'd be weird. Yeah, I agree. All of that would be weird. So All that over in the Delta, Lafleur County. Yeah. So it can't be too far from Greenwood. Yeah. A lot of interesting uh, little communities there in, in Absolutely. the Delta. Love the Delta. Wherever you are in our great state, you can have Strange Brew Coffee every single morning. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it for delivery to your home. And then you wake up in the morning and you're drinking Strange Brew Coffee just like we do here in Starkville or they do in Tupelo. Check it out, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for, not just clothes either. I mean, they have a great selection of polos and T-shirts and hats and everything else, but they got stuff for the car, you know, license tags and stickers and magnets. They've got stuff for your house and, you know, flags and, 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 you know, uh, serving wear for for dishes and things like that. And they just, you know, they got tumblers and things, you know, they got it all. If you're looking for something that's maroon and white, it's probably on, on the shopping list at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Original by Fleet Feet, flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, uh, nothing changed over the weekend, so it's still Starkville's best restaurant. Uh, I saw, uh, apparently, Starkville's prom was this weekend, and so where do you think the kids were lined up uh, Saturday night trying to get to? McDonald's? No, wrong answer. U.S. vote, yeah, I can tell you voted in that Starkville Daily News poll a few years ago. I sure did not. I hate McDonald's. That's right. I forgot you're the ultimate McDonald's hater. Uh, Restaurant Tyler is the correct answer because those correct. kids know what they're doing. That's right. Mom and dad were like, we're giving you money. You better go to Restaurant Tyler. All right. If I find out you, take spent, her to Hardee's. Yeah, you, you spent this money at Burger King, I swear to God. <laughs> so be like mom and dad. Go get her a filet mignon. Yeah. Or whatever. goodness sakes. Get whatever you like. It's all good at Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, 16 locations throughout central Mississippi, ready to serve you. We talk all the time about eat local. We talk about shop local. We want you to bank local as well. 
And when you build a relationship with somebody at Priority One Bank, it carries over into their decisions for you. So if you need a loan for your car, for your home, for your small business, and you go to Priority One Bank, you're talking to the people you've made that relationship with. It makes a difference. Check them out online at PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you to set up an account today. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. I'm not saying, I'm not calling anybody a liar, but I don't agree with Chris Limonis. I don't think this team is close. We talked to him on Saturday after MSU, quite frankly, melted down. Uh, after you know, they took a 4-3 lead into the seventh inning and then gave up one run to tie, three runs to give up the lead, and then nine runs just put it completely out of reach. And they lose 14-5 to South Carolina a day after a big win, a, a 13-3 win where you thought you know, you, there was like a, a, hit, a hint of friskiness in the air with Mississippi State. You're like, okay, maybe they can get something going. And when we talked to Lamonis on Saturday, he was kind of adamant. He's like, we're so close, we're so close. I don't know that I believe that. No, they're not. If you play this badly, uh, this often, you're not close. Yeah, not at all. Um, this is uh, Saturday. Friday was a fluke. Friday was a fluke. Uh, let's just say it for what it is. This team, uh, in almost every single SEC game, has played very similarly to how it did on uh, Saturday. Making errors in the field, not getting big hits, not pitching it well. That that is what this team is. This team is not close. They are very far away from being a very good team. Mm-hmm. You can't consistently put that kind of product on the field and be close. Yeah. And that's kind of where things are right now. I mean, it it's very it's very frustrating to watch. That that game on Saturday was solely on Mississippi State not executing. Yeah. They didn't execute pitches. They didn't execute at the plate. They didn't ex- execute in the field. They were bad in every aspect. Got off to a tough start. You know, Nate Dome gives up uh, three home runs in his first inning. Mm. And I think six hits in the first inning before he had gotten an out. Um, well. over It's over two innings, yeah. but in terms of one inning pitched. Yeah, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then he settled down nicely, put up some zeros. State gets a run here, and then all of a sudden, you know, you go into the uh, the sixth inning, you get a, you get, you manufacture a run. You know, Hines hits into a double play, but you score a run, and then you have the big two run home run from Dakota Jordan, who is really starting to come into his stride here. I will give him that. You take a four three lead, and you think, okay, you know, Casey Hunt's been pretty solid. You still got Aaron Nixon there sitting in the bullpen, and maybe you're going to be okay. And then you and I basically are sitting there. We're like, they, they need to shut down inning, and it's, I don't know it's going to happen. Lead off walk. And you give up a lead off walk. And at that point, you know what's going to happen. And of course, the state gives up the, the one run. They get out of it. You know, they had the bases loaded and got out of that. And then you go into the eighth inning and you give up a lead off walk. And then you load the bases without a hit. Mm. And then it turns into walks hit batsman, Aaron Nixon, and his inability to stop hitting batters is really annoying. It's just annoying. Like, walks is one thing. But, like, you're constantly plunking guys. It, it feels like you don't have any control. And then I, I don't like coming out after that with Parker Sinet. Yeah. You bring him in the game, he hasn't pitched in a month, and you bring him in the ball game, and all of a sudden the bases are loaded with no outs, and that's that's what you want to do there? I I don't agree with that. I, and maybe you're saying there's nobody else. Well, I mean, throw Evan Sierra in there. 
who came in and got I, out of the inning. I feel a lot better about Evan Sieri coming in that situation than Parker Sinnett, who's rusty and hadn't pitched. So, you know, the pitching decisions didn't work. Um, you know, I'm I'm just, I'm just about ready to kind of give up on the pitching. I, yeah. I just I don't Stinnett, think it's going to happen. Stinnett did not get an out. Gave up four runs on four hits. Uh, all of them earned. Faced four batters through five strikes and twelve pitches. Yeah, I mean, and I think of, as we, you can tell, five strikes, four hits. Yeah. That means he got one strike across the plate. Yes, and you know, Stinnett. No offense to the young man, but you know, people were tweeting me like, "When is Stinnett going to be back?" When is Stinnett? And I just kept wondering, like, who cares? Like, this is a guy that in the two years has had like two good starts. No. He's had two good outings at Mississippi State. Why am I worried about when Parker Stinnett comes back? Yeah, and then he I comes just, back and, and you know they put him in they put him in the fryer and he got cooked. And you know, Parker Stinnett and Casey Hunt both, I, th- I just think at this point, like we're just not seeing enough consistency to really, really count on those guys to be big for you down the stretch. Um and you know, I think Bradley Lofton would have really helped this weekend, but he's apparently hurt. Uh, so that was a that was a big loss. I thought State competed a, a lot better this weekend. Um, even Saturday, you know, they competed pretty well. They fought back in that ball game. Nate Dome really competed on the mound. The bullpen just really let you down. And then on Thursday, you're let down by really kind of your offense in the middle innings, not being able to to come through for you. So it's just it, you know if the if the offense is doing well the pitching's not if the pitching's doing well the offense isn't mm-hmm. and give just, and the offense kind of was the problem in the first few innings you know mm-hmm. winds blowing out to 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 right I mean it's blowing all the way out two of uh, I would say two two of their home runs for South Carolina were wind aided yeah but State couldn't put the ball in the air they mm-hmm. just kept hitting ground balls for the first three innings thought they adjusted really well against that guy. They made the great adjustment, but they, they did not come out ready. The scouting report coming out. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, again, I always feel like when I talk baseball, I know the least about it of the three big sports. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I know the most about football in terms of strategy. Now, I'm, again, I'm not saying I know as much as, as Arnett or anybody does, but like, I can, I can understand the basics of football strategy. Yeah. I can understand the basics of, of basketball strategy. I don't know, like, what you're looking at in a scouting report. When it comes to baseball, mm-hmm. but what I will tell you is that when you go the first three innings and you have one hit, I feel pretty good that your scouting report wasn't great. Yeah. Well, the good thing is I thought that they adjusted the second time through the order. He was getting a lot of sink. He was producing a lot of ground balls, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of that was kind of the issue in the first three, two, two and a half, three innings. Mm-hmm. State was just kind of, you know, he was he was kind of getting under the barrel. State wasn't able to really square it up. Yeah, and it, they were just kind of rolling it over. But they really adjusted to him, and I thought started to hit him pretty good after that. The offense, I thought, was fine. I, I didn't think there was a ton wrong with the offense because South Carolina threw out some good pitchers on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But um, the pitching was just the, – the back end of the, the game was terrible. Yeah. And this is as bad as I've ever seen at Mississippi State. I mean, I, I'm not – I don't want to be you know too declarative on this, but I, I feel comfortable saying this is the worst. Because – Production they've ever had since I've been now, paying now attention to it. Now you add another game where you've played nine SEC games and you were uncompetitive in six of them. Yeah, and you and you've had seven. Is it, is it six? 
Six, six ten, games, ten run six, games. Yeah, I, I would say that eleven to seven game. I, I know what the final final score is, but I would not say that was a competitive game. No, and that's just terrible, man. I mean, like you can't you can't just constantly be giving up ten plus runs in an SEC game and expect to to win. Your offense cannot produce at that kind of level consistently. You've got to keep it five runs and under to really feel like you can have chances on weekends. Uh, with the offenses that you're going up against, and uh, you know, I, I just don't see it for this team moving forward. I, I thought, I thought Friday was a nice glimmer of hope, but I still didn't wasn't very confident this right. team would turn it around. After Saturday, I'm I'm pretty sure that it's yeah. not going to happen. I'm with you on that. I, I just you know, they have Alabama this weekend. I didn't see. I don't. I thought as we're recording, I don't think that game is over yet. Alabama had split the first two with Arkansas mm-hmm. on. Uh, on the weekend, let's see what's going on down there in Fayette, or uh, I think it's actually in Tuscaloosa. Let's see here. Oh, Florida came back; they're winning. Uh, Arkansas is ranked. Okay, so bottom five as we speak. Alabama leads three two. Wasn't so, Florida down like they were down five, like five nothing or something like that? Yeah, yeah let wow. me find the box score here. Did Auburn end up winning yesterday? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, it's seventeen to eight too. Yeah, it was, it was four three. It was eight three. Auburn, and oh now gosh. Auburn. So sort of the same thing would happen to Mississippi State yesterday has happened to uh, to Auburn here. Except for they had like a five run lead and are down by nine. Yes. Jeez. Flor- after it was eight to four, Florida scored three in the fifth, two in the sixth, uh, four in the seventh, and five in the eighth. Where they're still batting. No, they Florida's, Florida's, Florida's pretty just good. Team. Florida's a good team. South Carolina's interesting. We were talking about this in the in the, the press box. Their next three series are LSU, Vanderbilt, and Florida. Yeah, they I, get Tennessee at the end of the year. I think they're solid, but I, I think they're I think there's a chance they could be humbled after these next three weeks. Yeah, that was the chirpiest team I've seen from South Carolina in a while. They yeah. were really there were some there were some. You know, I like I like some chirpiness every now and then, but there was kind of some Tennessee vibes with them, especially the first baseman and the catcher. Yeah, both of those guys were were a little bush, um, but you know, with you, I mean, win the game. Yeah, <laughs> you Vanderbilt. Know, they, they didn't they didn't say anything on Friday night. Yeah. Vanderbilt sweeps uh, Georgia, uh, Kentucky sweeps Missouri. Uh, they are an eight and one in SEC play. There's thing for Kentucky. You're eight and one, right? You can go seven and fourteen the rest of the way. You're in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great job at Nick Mingione. We mentioned uh, Alabama has split with Arkansas. Alabama winning at this time. Auburn uh, did lose on Saturday, so they are they split with Florida. They will lose that series to Florida. Uh, there you go. Tennessee uh, took one from LSU, so LSU wins that series. And uh, I haven't seen the Ole Miss score yet. Hold on. They just tied it up in the ninth. Sack fly. Ole Miss did or, yeah. or okay. Neither of those teams can pitch. You say it's four four though. It's not a, not a terrible pitching day for them, especially on well, Sunday. Ha- you would it's think it's been would... there's been like six double plays. Ah, well, that makes I mean sense it could then, be yeah. significantly worse. Yeah, four four like you mentioned. Ellet, Ole Miss just tied it up, but uh, obviously A and M will get the chance to bat uh, in the. Uh, What's the word? Bottom about? of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth. That is that was the word I was looking for. Thank there you, you very much. So, Mississippi State. You know, if Ole Miss were to, if Ole Miss holds on there, or if Ole Miss can get the win there, I should say, Mississippi State would be all alone in last place uh, in the SEC. 
I feel like at some point that's going to happen, even if Ole well, Miss doesn't win. Ole Miss I mean, has Arkansas next weekend. Yeah. So let's say Ole Miss loses this game. You're, you're tied for last of them. Mm-hmm. You have Alabama next weekend, and Ole Miss has Arkansas. I mean, shouldn't you both be able to get one, maybe? You would think. And then you play each other. Ugh. Which is incredible. You know, think about you're, you're an SEC schedule maker. You're like, oh man, Super Bulldog weekend. Oh yeah. The last two defending national champions. That's going to be an incredible thing. And they they might both come in there one and eleven, <laughs> or two oh, and ten, gosh. something like that. And I mean, the seasons. If you're one and eleven or two and it's ten, the season's basically over. I mean, you're not. It's just it's not. Well, going state to. state is one and eight, right? One and eight. So. Let's say 13 wins were somehow to get you into the NCAA tournament, right? That means you have to be 12 and uh, 12 and nine the rest of the way. You got basically you have to be that's 500 not, while you win. Impossible. You have to you have to be over 500, which means you you have to. There's what 12 and nine. seven series left. You have to win. Uh, I think you have to win six series and only lose one. I mean, the problem with that unless is... You're gonna, unless you're going to get a couple of sweeps in there, which, I mean, what are we talking about here? You have, uh, in that run, you've got who, Tennessee, Tennessee LSU, LSU, Arkansas. Ugh. You know, and then, yeah. I mean, it looks like the last series of the year at A&M is at least you got some chance. You, I mean, if you go to A&M with like 11 wins, you might think you have an opportunity. But again, I don't see Mississippi State having those wins. This is just going to be... Uh, I, I just don't see a way around this not being a just really awful rest of the season. Yeah. Um, now, like I said, I saw some really good fight from the team and for several innings in this series, and they looked a little different. But I think that it, you know at some point it's going to get to the point where you're saying. You know what? What are we gonna? What do we gotta do? Yeah. You know this is, and Chris Lamonis is. He feels kind of defeated, but this weekend he seemed more pissed off than he felt like he defeated. showed. Th- more I think anger this weekend than I think we've ever seen out of him. I think it's a. I think it's a pressure thing. I think it he's feeling is. some pressure. Yeah, I mean, because he's not, he's not dumb. No. He, he knows what this job is, and he knows what the expectations are, and he knows what's expected of him, and he knows he's not doing it. Yeah. So I mean he he's he's not sitting there thinking, ah, oh, I won a national title two years ago. They wouldn't dare do anything to me. Right. He's not thinking that. And, that, but and that's on not, top of that, he's a competitor anyway. He wants yeah. to win regardless. Yeah, I mean the problem with Mississippi State isn't that, you know, no one cares or no one is upset. It's just that they just can't seem to figure it out. Yeah. Right now. I mean, they can't figure out the pitching. And the pitching, I you know, I there's something that Scott Foxhall is doing that's not getting across. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do to blame players not executing or whatever. I mean, whatever their plan is or whatever they're doing with the pitchers isn't working because almost every single person that they throw out there has the same problem. Yeah. It can't just be, you know, that, you know, they're not coming in there and Casey Hunt didn't come in there and, and executing pitches or whatever. Right. right. Something that they're doing. And how they're teaching the players is wrong. Yeah, it's not working. Really tough, really tough times for Mississippi State right now in in baseball. And like like you and I, I think you and I agree that it doesn't appear they're going to be up over water anytime soon. So uh, we will see. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at 
the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you were able to grill out this weekend, and I hope you were, we had great weather Saturday and Sunday. Hope you put some steaks on the grill, some outstanding burgers on the grill, or maybe you went all the way and, and put a big brisket out there. I tell you what, whatever choice you made, I hope it involved beef because that's the best meat to cook on the grill. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Head to the grocery stores this next week. Head to your meat markets. Head to your butcher shops. Tell them, hey, I'm putting some steaks on the grill this weekend. I'm going to do a tri-tip. Let's do something. Let's do something for the family. Make them happy with beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Fantastic weather for sitting out on the patio this week at uh, at Two Brothers. Great stuff there. And, of course, the food. I mean, it's just the best around. I think we. I will may, definitely be getting uh, some Two Brothers this week. I haven't had it in a couple weeks. I've been putting – I don't I just haven't got a chance to get out there. This week I'll make that happen. So, hope to see you there. And if, whenever you're in Starville, if you don't have Two Brothers – Oh, but, oh, I forgot to tell you. I, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about something Two Brothers related. I got a – I got a uh, – Photo, I got some photographic evidence, if you will. They have improved the prime rib sandwich. Oh, really? I, I was shown How a picture possible? of the prime rib cheesesteak. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, You'll with, really be excited about that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So they got a Sounds prime good. rib cheesesteak working there now. So it's a cheesesteak, well, but it's prime rib. Sounds good to me. I mean, I'm in, right? Why would I be out? So... Check that out. It's another, another sandwich. I thought it was just the prime rib sandwich, and then they were like, no, no, this is the prime rib cheesesteak. I was like, that is the king of sandwiches. Nice. I like it. Two Brothers Smoked Meat. Smoked Southern Soul Food. Great products and great services, what every business promises you, but they really deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They have for 48 years. When you need technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need support, you need service, you just call them back and you're talking to somebody who made you the sale and you're talking to somebody that you've got a relationship with and that you know. And more importantly, they're here in the state of Mississippi so they can take care of your problems quickly. Your business can't afford to wait for an appointment from some guy who's showing up from out of state. He'll be here in a week to 10 days. You can't afford to be on hold for 45 minutes to an hour with a, with a call desk. You want to talk about great service? It's got to be local. You get that at Advantage Business Systems. 601 601- 362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. It's the best around, guys. It's It's got the polos, it's got the quarter zips, it's got the name brands, and it's got the logos that you want, and it all comes with the service that you expect when you walk in the door at the Rogue, one of the South's top men's clothing stores. Maroon and white, M over S, state script, walking bully, clean, subtle looks. That's what you want. That's what you get at The Rogue. Check out their collegiate collection online at therogue.com or shop at The Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. You know, you're going to need a, you need a sweet treat. If you've been watching MSU baseball, you need to treat yourself. Treat yourself. So head over to Luva and get some of their incredible gelato. It's just different, man. You know, you can get ice cream anywhere. But it's a different experience when you get gelato at Luva. And, of course, if you want to treat yourself on the weekend to breakfast, great coffee, bagels, breakfast sandwiches, they've got it all there. You need to go check out, check it out. Satisfy your sweet tooth. 509 University Drive. That's the place to go for great gelato here in Starkville at uh, Dolce. I said Luva earlier. It's Dolce. I said, I, why would I say that? 
Luva is the wine bar. Different, different thing entirely. All right. Let's talk some football. A&M just walked it off of the home run. It's Ole Miss. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? All right. Well, you know, it's not all bad. Uh, you were at uh, you were on campus uh, Saturday morning, football scrimmage. Your first real look at the Kevin Barbe offense and what Mississippi State's going to be doing. Just give me your, your overriding impressions of what you saw on Saturday. Um, you know, it's it's still a work in progress as far as the, the offense is concerned, but I like the concepts. I love the fact that they're finding their playmakers and getting them the ball. We saw it with uh, Tula Griffin. They threw a tunnel screen to him, 80-yard touchdown. <clears throat> Xavier Thomas, they get the ball to him in space. He gets free, gets a big play. They just know where to put people, and I I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, a lot of times, offense is about finding your best players the ball in space or getting them the ball in the best position for them to succeed. That that appears to be what Kevin Barbet is good at. It's not one of those offenses where you're trying to just run your offense with a lot of blank faces. Uh, they're coming out and saying, all right, we have we have a Tulu Griffin. We have an All American kick returner right here. We have you know a freshman All SEC or whatever punt returner, Xavion uh, Thomas. These two guys can't be touched in the open field. Let's get them the ball in space. Let's try to get them. Let's try to hand them the ball off. Mm-hmm. Let's try to throw them a screen and get some blockers out in front of them. Because when you get guys like that out in the open, big plays can happen. And State has not done that with Tulu Griffin, and I really kind of early on Xavion Thomas to say they wouldn't have done that with him, but they didn't do that with Tulu. They put him in the in, – they, they spread him out wide, and he's getting swallowed up out there. So now you move him in, you move him into the middle of the field and you allow him, you know, some space to run, I think that, you know, some good things can happen. Um, I was impressed with Seth Davis. Mm-hmm. I think State has a, a slippery guy right there at running back that is going to be really difficult, kind of a bowling ball type uh, – Almost like a I really with Davis as a bowling ball type. Well, okay. I would. I, he's more of a roly poly. Yeah, I mean, he, I thought he's he was not, more like an elusive guy. Okay. Well, he is, but I mean, what I mean by bowling ball is like just difficult short, to bring down. Yeah, short, low center of gravity. Okay. Not a Josh Robinson type I got what you're saying, yeah. per se. Not a lower. The he's not guy. not nearly as and bowling ball is not a not a good term. Roly poly is going to be my term. What are, what are those things called? Like the actual names? For, well, I mean, I, I always they have a name, but I always call them Roly. When I see him running, I think about like the Roly Polies, the Peel Bugs. Okay, yeah. I think about the the two Roly Polies on a Bug's Life that were in the circus. I've never seen like when Bugs they Life. really yeah. it's a good movie. Um, when he's when he's really getting downhill, that's what I think of. That, that's a Roly Poly right there. I have two girls who they don't like bugs, so I never had to watch them. Understandable, Life. Yeah. understandable. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has ever been compared to a roly-poly, but there you go. That is that is what I see in Seth Davis. Um, there was a drill that they were running with the wide receivers where it was, uh, you know, very similar to – I don't even know what it would be called, but very similar to, like, the – what they call, like, I guess the circle drill or, like, the bull in the ring thing, except for it's – got a wide receiver lined up over here – Defensive back is laying on the ground, and when the wide receiver gets the ball and starts taking off, the defensive back pops up and runs after him. Nobody could tackle Tulu, Xavion, or Creed Whitmore 
in space, and it was infuriating Darcel McBath. But that's who, that's what those guys are. When they get ahead of steam, they're going to be difficult to tackle. So I, I like the fact that this offense is getting players like that the ball. I was impressed with Cree Whitmore too, by the way. Yeah, he's I, he's a guy I think has an opportunity to 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 make an impact early. Yeah, I mean we're we're just talking about a lot of skill position players for Mississippi State this year, and they'll lose some in the off season. There, that's. Undeniable, they will. There will be some guys that transfer because there's just way too many wide receivers on this roster. Mm. But the running back room looks good. I really like Jeffrey Pittman and Seth Davis. What they've added to the mix with with uh, Woody Marks. Um, I think Justin Brown's going to be really good at wide receiver. The young freshman, and of course Tulu Zavion. Um, those those guys really were impressive yesterday. Mm. Uh, and, and Will Rogers continues to be pretty good. Yeah, it's interesting. We had that. You just talked for I don't know four or five minutes there, and you didn't really say much about Will Rogers. Was it just because you expect him to be good at this point, or or did he just not stand out to you? Um, I mean, it's just when you get a guy that's been around for four years, Mm -hmm. then it you just kind of forget about him. Sometimes they just kind of. You're used to seeing two but back there. He wasn't. He wasn't making bad throws that would make you go, "What's going on there?" He, yeah. He was just consistent, like he normally is. Yes. Okay. No, I, I haven't seen anything from Will where I'm saying, uh, "You know, I don't know if he's going to be able to cut it." He's to me is the unquestioned guy. Okay. And then defensively, you know, he talked a lot about the offense there. Who who stood out on that side of the ball to you? Um, I, I liked what I saw from Calvin Dinkins. Okay. Um, and this in that second team. And then, of course, you know, usual suspects have, were, have been good on the defensive line. Uh, Zachary Tillman is starting to get some good pub from some of the coaches. Uh, Travion Williams is hurt and out for the rest of the spring. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so, yeah, I, that that's tough. But, um, you know, I, I've the, the group as a whole, to me, there's still some questions to be answered in the back end. Mm-hmm. Asaias Furge has been – Impressive, mm-hmm. I think. In the in the few practices that I've watched, he to me looks like the number two corner right now. I think that he's beginning to get closer and closer to locking up that second spot with uh, DeCameron Richardson. Interesting stuff. Special teams. I, I, from what I read of Paul's report, they just they made all their field goals. That's a good start. I mean, it's hard to really know. Yeah, but yeah. They, as long as they're making field goals, you yeah. know, in the spring, you're, you're good. I don't want to be thinking about the kickers. That's a like good point. If, you, if, if you're thinking about like kickers the in spring, line, yeah, if you think about kickers in spring, it's because they're bad, right? If 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 you're talking a lot about the offensive line, like they don't look good, then there's something wrong. Yeah. And then afterwards, talk to some coaches. What do they have to say? Did not talk to. Some oh, was, was it players? I didn't talk to anybody. I was at the. I was oh, you went to you, you went to baseball. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll have to ask someone else then. Yep, you're not going to get anything from me on that regard. I bet, but Paul, I bet Paul Jones would know. Probably. I mean, he's he posted like three videos on the site. You can go watch them. I will go watch those at uh, at you know Bulldogs twenty four seven. That's the your one stop shop. That's that's correct. There you go. All right. Back to practice this week, and then they have like they have like a full actual scrimmage in the stadium this coming Saturday. Is that Do correct? They? I think I that's hope right. So it was kind of so. well the the format of it. Was not even like really a scrimmage. It was like it was kind of leech esque, just like we're yeah, we're, we're and doing even some... less even less. So. I, I think it's a scrimmage Saturday, so we'll see. Hopefully, we'll be we'll be able to, to get out there and have a look at it. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow's show 
we'll start out. We'll do another SEC uh, spring preview. I'm going to call somebody from Arkansas. We'll get that taken care of. Uh, we'll talk a little more baseball, a little more football. And uh, anything else that pops up? we got a big week here on Thunder and Lightning. Looking forward to bringing it to you. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. You Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.